Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now, on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. So will the president make the beast electric? That is the presidential limousine. Will it become electric? That's the question that Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked today. And she got into an exchange with a reporter uh, who brought up Biden's own words about defying congressional subpoenas after Hunter Biden did exactly that. Welcome back to the show. Glad you're here today. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli, our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHC. Coming up a little bit later, we're going to talk about the situation on college campuses. How do we get here? Chris Tremalier from the Washington Examiner will join me. Uh, and um, the latest climate scam that's happening right now, uh, some unearthed audio of uh, King Charles talking about what uh, he'd like to see the WEF do, the World Economic Forum, when it comes to the climate. So we'll get into that as well. But... Let's begin, though, with, um, you know, let's talk about electric vehicles, the presidential limousine, and remember the magic steering wheel theory, which was put forward by uh, Cassidy Hutchinson, or Hutchins, I forget. Anyway, Cassidy came out and said that the president tried to grab the steering wheel of the beast and maneuver to the Capitol building. Uh, The Secret Service stopped him. So I've dubbed that the magic steering wheel theory as a little nod to Arlen Specter with the magic bullet theory, both of which are complete and utter BS. They never happened. There was no magic bullet and there's no steering wheel theory. But I digress. The point is that um, that presidential limo is uh, gas powered and it's gas powered for a reason. And that is that if there's a presidential, uh, there's an attempt on the president's life, the Secret Service needs to be able to get the hell out of there. Or uh, if they have to hunker down, they need to keep the car running for lots of different reasons. So you're not going to worry about a battery. It's why we're not going to have battery tanks anytime soon. These are things that need to be used a certain way for a reason. And a gas-powered engine is the only way you're going to be able to use them. And of course, she doesn't, she doesn't deny that when she's asked a question. She just dodges the question completely. So here's the White House fembot. Take a listen. I'm wondering if the president is thinking about putting, making the beast electric. 
So that's uh, certainly a question for G GSA and service, uh, uh, Secret Service, obviously, but uh, we are committed uh, to boosting public and private access to electric vehicles, and today's announcement would save taxpayer dollars and help tackle uh, the climate crisis, uh, but as it relates to the beast, that's something for GSA and Secret so Service to speak members would take the train? Uh, that, to again, I would, I would refer you to GSA and, uh, and also the Secret Service as it relates to the beast and any other questions. Why? president can put an executive order making the beast uh gas powered why was it i mean electric why does he have to go through secret service or gsa why it's his car it's it it's his, it's his freaking car it's, i only want to drive in green vehicles i only want to drive in battery powered oh because the secret service would never go for that this is a stupid idea uh green job here will not say if biden would consider postponing any potential vacations over christmas why would he? His whole life is a friggin' vacation. His whole life is like fantasy camp. It's like Kramer. Cut two. Would the president consider postponing any Christmas vacation plans of his own? If well, there's no deal we're, we're hoping that a deal is done. I can't talk about changes in the president's schedule. We still have a week left, right, before that happens. We know that the conversation is going well, right? It's going in the right direction, we believe. We're encouraged by that. Uh, the president's team was uh, was on the Hill yesterday and also today, and I'm sorry, also Tuesday. And so that's encouraging. That's encouraging. And that's what we're going to focus on. I just don't have anything, we don't have anything to share on his the president's schedule. He's going to go, as you know, to Milwaukee on uh, on Wednesday, and on Tuesday he's going to go to uh, the National Cathedral to, uh, to uh, give, um, give some words on behalf of Sandra Day O'Connor. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, the president's still going to go on vacation. He's kind of checked out of the job. Uh, and then lastly, the president uh, rambled on today about uh, drug prices. Take a listen. Taxpayers already are chipping in, making paying a lot of money for that here at NIH to get these brilliant scientists to go out and find cures, find a answers to drug problems, to, to drugs, for with the use of drugs for health problems. Are you on drugs, Mr. President? That's a question that I have. What drugs are you on? Here's, uh, Matt, do you have that exchange of the reporter and Karine Jean-Pierre about Biden's own words about locking up people who defy congressional subpoenas? Yep, here it is. Take a listen. Um, okay, and um, you, you asked um, what the president, um, what his stance was on people who defy congressional subpoenas. Um, in 2021, he was asked that question specifically and said that he believed the Justice Department um, should prosecute them. Is, is that his, still his position? For people I don't have defy? anything to add to what you have, what you just quoted me from the president. I just don't have anything to add. Okay, I, have, I, have, I, have nothing, I have nothing to add. He's allowed to say when Republicans defy Congress, they'll go to prison. But when Democrats do it, it's perfectly fine. Don't worry about it. It's a double standard, but just ignore that. Don't, don't sweat it. Don't worry about that. Uh, here is uh, the evening news last night. Echoing and doing what the corporate media does. It's a little education for you. Listen to all of them breathlessly point out that there's no evidence against Joe Biden. None of them in the media are interested in actually tracking the evidence down, doing their job as journalists, trying to take a playbook from Woodward and Bernstein and actually follow the case wherever it goes. They're just doing what they normally do. Put out the White House talking points, do their thing, take a listen. Good evening, and it's great to have you with us here on a very busy Wednesday night. We do begin tonight with the breaking news from Capitol Hill. Just a short time ago, House Republicans voting to formalize the impeachment inquiry into President Biden, despite providing no evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors. They no say evidence. they need the inquiry to find the evidence. Tonight, President Biden's reaction just in here, and it comes just hours after the stunning moment today. The president's son, Hunter Biden, before the cameras, acknowledging personal failures, but saying the House's year-long investigation of him is, quote, 
all to embarrass and damage his father. Our chief White House correspondent, Barry Bruce, leading us off tonight. Tonight, House Republicans voting unanimously to formalize the impeachment inquiry into President Biden. The move coming just hours after the president's son made a surprise appearance on Capitol Hill. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. For years, Republicans have tried to tie President Biden to his son's business dealings, but have found no concrete evidence of wrongdoing. No evidence. Hunter Biden already yeah. indicted for failing to pay taxes he has since repaid, today insisting his father did nothing wrong. In the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There's no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. House Republicans had subpoenaed him to testify today behind closed doors. But Hunter Biden says if they want to hear from him, it should be in public. They ridiculed my struggle with addiction. They belittled my recovery. And they have tried to dehumanize me, all to embarrass and damage my father who has devoted his entire public life to service. Tonight, the chair of the Republican Judiciary Committee, Jim Jordan, says they will hold Hunter Biden in contempt for defying their subpoena. Anyway, this, you get the though, point. Jordan it's just himself. more of the same of no evidence, no concrete evidence, no evidence. And the media has no interest in trying to track that down. Here is the uh, president of the Illinois NAACP. Her name is Teresa Haley. And she's talking about the illegal immigration problem. And she's actually now, uh, there's calls for her to resign after she called migrants savages, rapists, and burglars. Uh, Here she is now. Her name, uh, like I said, Teresa Haley, cut 15. They average 10 to 15,000 a day. So they're up to about 80,000 immigrants on the west side of Chicago and the south side where they're dumping them off in parks, um, abandoned schools, and finding every apartment that they can find to put them in. People are even renting out abandoned buildings and allowing them to live up in there. That's inhumane because they don't have the sewage, the plumbing, the draining, but to get them off the streets, they're just housing them everywhere. And you have homeless folks who they didn't offer to put anywhere or provide a meal to. But once you agree to take that funding, that federal funding, they're bringing them to you. So Springfield, Peoria, Bloomington, Kankakee, the rest of us just get ready if you declared yourself to be a safe haven or a safe place for immigrants to come because they are shopping around and the busloads are coming and we're seeing families on the street and we're like, oh my God, we're not used to seeing families on the streets. But black people have been on the streets forever and ever and nobody cares because they say that we're drug addicts. We got mental health issues, but these immigrants have come over here. They've been raping people. They've been breaking into homes. They're like savages as well. They don't speak the language and they look at us like we were crazy because we were the only people in America who were brought over here against our wills and were slaves, sold into slavery. But everybody else who comes over here, we're so kind, we're so friendly. You need some clothes, you need a place to stay. We're gonna make it happen. There you go. So they want her to resign for those comments that she said about migrants. Uh, Well, there, yeah. Uh, Disney. You know, the um, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I hear something here. Dean Phillips. Oh, Congressman Dean Phillips. Yeah, he's challenging Biden, I guess. Uh, and he says he's unelectable. This is interesting. This is uh, what I think a lot of Democrats are saying right now. He's a congressman. I think a lot of people are saying this. This is from Meet the Press. Now, Meet the Press Sunday or Meet the Press Daily, Matt DeSantis? Uh, Meet the Press Now. Meet the Press Now, it's called. Yeah. So if you can't wait till Sunday, if you need your fix, you're like, oh my God, it's only Thursday. How am I going to make it till Sunday? I'm going to watch Meet the Press. Don't worry. There's Meet the Press Now. This is where Chuck Todd still hosts that show, right? Uh, This is, they rotate uh, hosts, actually. So Kristen Welker, the traditional or meet the press host the sunday version of the show she's actually the host in this clip but yeah chuck todd makes appearances and they have a couple other people that they rotate in uh, occasionally all right here's uh, congressman dean phillips take a listen so let's start right there last time you and i spoke you said that you are not taking on president biden you're not running against him you told me that and now you're calling him an unelectable threat to democracy what has changed well, that is unelectable. I mean, the data is showing every single poll coming out right now, Kristen, everyone is showing him falling further behind, his approval numbers at historic lows. And I'm trying to generate a wake-up call to Democrats that we have a real problem here. And rather than stifling and suppressing competition, we should be encouraging it. That's why I spent the better part of a year encouraging other candidates to enter the race. The water's warm. We need to practice democracy now. And I want to make something clear. The president is not a threat to democracy, but running and suppressing other candidates is a threat when you are behind in the polls like he is. And frankly, to disenfranchise voters in Florida and North Carolina, which is what has happened in the last two weeks. Uh, let's go back to a clip of played earlier in the show. I think what he's saying here is what the Democrat Party is is saying now uh, more and more. They got to get Biden out of the race. How do you do it? Well, I think the scenario is Joe Biden feels so bad about what these mean, evil, MAGA Republicans are doing to his son. And they would only be doing this to his son if he were because he's president. If he wasn't president, they would leave Hunter Biden alone. This is just because Republicans hate drug addicts. And they hate anybody who's ever dealt with addiction. And so the only way that I, as a father, can save my son is to pardon him. And I know that if I pardon him, that will be the end of my campaign. But it's okay. Because I'd rather save my son from the most vitriolic group of MAGA extremist Republicans than have my presidency. Sometimes a father has to put family first. Blah, 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 blah. If they're going to pardon Hunter Biden, which is why I think Hunter Biden gave that... that, that uh, that, that phrase, my father was not financially involved in my business. It's like a code for uh, you were involved and I'm not going to prison. But if they ever are going to get Biden out of the race, it's got they have to give him an out. And the out will be, I can't sit back and let them do this to my son. And this is the only way I can save my son. I've already lost one son to, to, to cancer. I can't lose another son. I can't do it. So I have to do this. That's the only way. That's the pathway if they're going to take it. I'm not saying they're going to. I'm just saying that if they're going to, that's what they would do. So here's MSNBC kind of proving that point that everybody's now starting to say that this is taking such an emotional toll on the president and cut four. He has made a point to really speak to the personal connection here, of course, between a father and son, saying that he supports Hunter, that he loves him, and that he wants to continue to see him rebuild his life. That's what so much of this is about for the president, of course, because there is a fear among those very close to the president who we've spoken to that if Hunter Biden were to relapse or if anything were to happen, 
that that would be something that would, of course, take such an emotional toll on the president that would weigh so heavily on him and the first lady, that that's something that's always really in the back of his mind. And so you saw there earlier today, Hunter Biden even saying, thanking his parents for everything they did to support him as he has been on this road to recovery. Yeah, you see, I mean, it's exactly they're setting the table for that. I'm not saying they're going to do it. I'm just saying that if they are going to do it, this is this is how it leads up to that. It's just too much. The president can't watch his son. If his son, if his son were to relapse over all the pressure these mean MAGA Republicans were doing to him, if he were to relapse and die, Joe Biden couldn't live with himself. And that's what I said earlier. They'll 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 create a story that Joe Biden is a selfless, selfless, loving father who gave up the presidency of the United States of America for his own son. They'll write books about it. It's a complete lie narrative, of course. A pardon of Hunter Biden would then shield the president from from any crimes because if there's no crimes against Hunter, then Joe Biden's not involved. And all the other charges, it's past the statute of limitations anyway. So it goes away. It's over. But they'll frame it as Joe Biden is just that much of a loving father. He can't risk it. His son could go down the dark road of addiction again. What father would allow that? Sometimes you have to put family first. Not saying they're going to do this, but I am saying to you that if they are, this is how it plays out. And this is why you're hearing more and more stories about the emotional toll that this is taking on the president because of his son. Coming up, college campuses have become cesspools of leftist indoctrination. But when did this really begin? We have the answer for you straight ahead. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, welcome back to the Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. The show. Glad you're here tonight on a Thursday evening. You know, college campuses, we've talked a lot about that recently, and they have been oppressive left-wing bullying machines since the 1960s. Excellent piece in the Washington Examiner by my friend Chris Jamalier. He's a local guy, and he joins me now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Chris, what's going on, buddy? Yeah, Rich, not so much. Just uh, day in, day out stuff. Normal. Thanks for having me. You know, I think I saw you a couple weeks ago on uh, the, the school call. I'm not going to give out your license plate, but is it a vanity plate? 
It is a vanity project. Yeah. I, I, I was behind you, and I thought so. I should no, I, I should have texted you, but of course we don't text and drive, right? So we can never. Yes, do that. absolutely. Right. So that's that's too funny. Yes. So <laughs> I'll give you actually a funny. It used to be a different vanity plate with what my last name means in Italian. The years ago, I had it, and then I like switched dates and whatnot. But if you could ever uh, figure out what that means, that was the original vanity plate I had. No kidding. Well, I love that. That's great. The the nod to our <laughs> Italian uh, heritage, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if I could somehow do that, that, uh, that emoji, that, that sign with the two, the fingers that's been popular now because of Tommy DeVito, that would be my ideal license plate. Yeah. Tommy DeVito is all the rage nowadays. Yes, exactly. And I hate the team you know? he plays for, but I do love the fact that at least he's one of us, you know, he's a Paisan. So I hear you. Yeah. Well, how'd you get Tremalier as your last name then? How does that work? Um, so it means three wives in Italian. Oh, um, I, I don't have any, so I guess I'm either like be behind in my uh, <laughs> my uh, my heritage uh, here. But yeah, I mean, I have no idea how. There was a rumor that I heard a long time ago that it was something to do with when the Moors conquered Sicily and they had polygamy in the lifestyle. So I guess someone long, 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 long time ago had uh, multiple wives in my family. So. Oh my gosh. That's, that's great. Well, three Italian wives means three Italian mothers-in-law. So just keep that. Yeah. In mind. Uh, and that's a disgrazia right there. That's a lot of work. You know what I mean? Uh, Chris, you yeah. wrote a great piece in the Washington Examiner yesterday about college campuses. And this is, I'm really glad you did it because I think people have to remember that what we're watching here play out and all these Ivy league campuses, you know, pen right here in our hometown and the vitriol and the anti-Semitism and, and all this this is the kind of speech they accept nowadays after they've been banning other speech. But the reason why they accept this speech is because it goes right in the mindset of what has been happening on college campuses since the 1960s, which is what? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically there. This whole outrage has been going on for, for decades. And it's just kind of like the typical adherence to, you know, these radical left-wing ideology. Um, they have the anti-Semitism that's been going on, that's been in the news, but also other stuff that's just been, you know, promoting like, anti-white rhetoric, um, supporting racial discrimination if you're a non-white person. Um, pretty much everything that encompasses what is known as diversity, equity, inclusion today has been going on since the 60s. I mean, you could actually probably even, there's some evidence that I had in research that I did that actually goes even beyond that. I traced it back originally starting in the 30s, but what became known as the new left um, that started in 1960s, it was like September 1960 on uh, university on the campus of University of California, Berkeley. Um, they had like the, the free speech movement that started there. And what, what kind of got me into this is CNN, CNN's Fareed Zakaria was on the other day and he was basically bemoaning of how um, colleges today have become indoctrination yeah. centers and you're no longer, you know, you know, institutions of higher learning. But what I objected to was like, this has been going on. I mean, has he not, has been going on for a while? Like, you know, has he not set foot on college campus since the sixties? I mean, you can go, there are numerous, numerous incidences and a couple of them, I highlighted them in my article which show all the things that have been going on that are kind of in line with what you see today on colleges. Um, and now it's just maybe it's amplified because of social media and the nonstop 24-hour news cycle. But to, to, for him to just all of a sudden now, like what, my question is like, why now? Like what made him speak up now after this has been going on forever? And, 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 and people on the left know 
this has been going on forever. You know, college presidents, everyone knows this has been going on. Conservative Republicans have been saying this for years, for decades. I mean, that's the reason why you have groups like Turning Point and um, Young Americans Foundation, Young Americans for Liberty. They've all been objecting to this. You know, you go back to, to Buckley, you know, who, who wrote, you know, in all these things. So this isn't any shocking revelation. The only shocking part is that now all of a sudden um, people on the left want to like bemoan it and, and are bringing it up that, it, you know, it, it's some kind of like new uh, thing that happened and it's not true at all. Yeah, the, the, and that's the problem, right? I mean, I, for so much of this, the government has done everything they possibly can to get people into colleges. And it's right out of the Karl Marx playbook. You know, you, you just you, you get everybody in a, a thorough and comprehensive public education, and then you use it as indoctrination. These college campuses keep raising their prices, and there's no shortage of people that want to go there because it's backed by government money. And they say, all right, you know, here's some student loan money. And of course, as we know, you know, Biden's giving up his bribe to people that live in Pennsylvania. Uh, and all over the country. But in Pennsylvania, something like 80,000 people have already gotten student loan forgiveness, even though the Supreme Court has put a hold on it and said, no, Biden's doing it anyway. So it's not even like people think about the cost of college or what the value is. And no matter what happens, they're, they're always going to find a way to, even if they keep raising tuition, the government's going to say, don't worry about it. We'll just give you more student loans. We'll give you more and more and more. And that's the problem, right? Because now we have corporations that are relying on looking at people's resumes and looking at their degrees. I was pretty happy to see Dave Portnoy come out today, Chris, and he said he's not hiring people from Harvard or Penn or any of these other places. He said, no way, I'm not even going to consider it. Now, I don't think you should just do a blanket ban like that, but at the same time, there are some corporations that won't look at you if you don't have a resume from one of those elite prestigious schools, right? Oh, absolutely, and, and that's kind of also... Too, I mean, in addition to the government backing it and kind of saying like, here, we'll give you unlimited money. Well, not unlimited, but like tens of thousands of dollars to go to college. There's also the societal stigma that said like, you know, through like employment opportunities or just in general that in order to be, you know, a, um, to get certain jobs, you had to have a college degree, even though if you had, if you like were employed in these jobs and did these jobs, you really didn't need anything you learned from college. It was just kind of like a, qualification process that society kind of built that basically like reinforced the importance of going to college. And of course, once you go to college, especially recently for a, a large part of the education, you don't really learn anything that will help you succeed and, um, you know, attain your wealthy jobs. You kind of just learn a lot of this left wing rampant left-wing toxic ideology that is basically brainwashing people into believe a certain things so they will vote a certain way. That's kind of what colleges have become, you know, since the sixties. And, and it's, you know, it's kind of like this, this thing where like corporations and, you know, Democrats and liberals kind of join forces to funnel people into get college educations. And when they're there, they kind of, you know, get brainwashed and then you come out as, you know, Democrat voters. So, um, then that's they said, but this is nothing new. This has been going on for decades, and it, it, the, the main thing is that people should be saying that this has been going on for decades. Like you know, for Zakaria to come up and all of a sudden feign outrage that this is a new development—that's that, that's nonsense. And um, you know, they have to go there. They learned. You brought up Karl Marx. There's also, and speaking of Italians, a fellow Italian uh, a guy, Antonio Gramsci, who was a big Marxist, who had a lot to do with um, the um, attacking the cultures of countries in Western 
um, the West there because they knew at some point throughout the time, um, the idea that Karl Marx's revolution on an economic um, basis wouldn't work in the West. So Gramsci um, propagated ideas that you need to attack the cultural ideas and destroy that instead. And that's what we see today. And then he was you know, prevalent in the 1930s, so almost 100 years ago. So the things that are going on today, you know, were planted many, many decades ago, and they're just kind of like, you know, started blooming in the uh, 60s, and, and here we are today in 2023. And, and we know that, uh, you know, universities in Germany during the Nazi regime, they were all used as indoctrination camps to preach about the master race and uh, the, the virtues of, of Hitler's government. I mean, it's, it's, it, this, is, this has been a thing throughout history, but I'm glad you brought up that, that Italian philosopher. Let me just get your take on this, Chris. I'm going to play for you real quick. Uh, this is what sure. Dave Portnoy said to Stuart Varney on Fox Business. Uh, here, take a listen here from Harvard, UPenn, or MIT until the school's dean stepped down. Has anyone from these schools applied to work with you? Yeah, well, after I, first of all, we already have Harvard grads, so they're, they're grandfathered in. But uh, in the Penn dean, President McGill, she stepped down. Uh, yeah, a lot of people reached out. But, I, you know, I think it's not only me. I think a lot of leaders have to do it. It was disgusting what those uh, deans and presidents did under oath. Uh, makes no sense to me. I don't know how, if you can't condemn genocide, I don't care whether we're talking Jews, Muslims, any group of people, then you don't deserve to be, you know, in a position of power. You got to get out. What about free speech? Does that come into this? Yeah, listen, um, uh, is Hitler allowed to say, I want to kill the Jews, I want to kill the Jews, I want to kill the Jews right up till he kills the Jews? Uh, I, I would say no. That's what they're saying you can do in this country. There's a difference between free, free speech and hate speech. And when you're endangering people and causing harm, I think you've got to put a stop to it. It's called common sense. Okay. We always like now, Chris. Uh, the point about free speech, I think, I think it's really the answer I would have given was these colleges have never been bastions of free speech. They have been the epicenter of cancel culture. You know, you, if you're fat phobic, if you misgender somebody, mispronounce somebody, whatever the hell it is, uh, you're gone. You know, they've canceled speakers, they've canceled comedians, they've canceled lectures, they've fired professors for the things they said. I mean, University of Penn is actually in a lawsuit right now, big court battle with Professor Amy Wax over some comments she's made about um, race and ancestry. They tried to get her canned from the University of Pennsylvania Law School. So you don't get to, if you are in a position where you sense all the time and then you allow certain speech and you get called out for that speech you then can't run around and use the free speech defense because you don't have a platform that is saying we welcome all expression even vile speech we welcome it all that's not how colleges have been certainly not these colleges yeah no exactly you nailed it on the head and the thing is it's never been free speech it's been preferred speech um or your priority speech and that's you know happens um all throughout. I mean, you go back to Penn. I mean, I, I kind of, you know, support Portnoy's son there about not hiring, although as a Penn alum, that kind of, you know, <laughs> doesn't go well for me. So hopefully he would probably do some research on that if I, before me, before I ever applied. Um, but from, before we were saying, no, like that, the main thing is just, is just that, like, though you can say certain things, but and other things, then you want to kind of, you know, clamp down on you. Like, I mean, look no further than the stuff that happened at Penn with Leah Thomas. You know, if you were objecting mm -hmm. to that, you were a transphobe, you were, you know, a hate monger, you were all these like nasty things that you were given all these titles that they, that they, they prohibited um, the female swim team from objecting to it because it was, you know, it, it adhered to the left LGBTQ fanaticism. So there, and I, when I was at Penn, we had, um, 
Oh God, uh, Heather McDonald was a speaker there. Candace Owens yeah. was there, and there was you know all these like out, you know outrage, and they tried to shut it down. Um, Tom Homan, I believe, if I had this correctly, um, former like ICE director, he was supposed to speak there, but they actually wound up canceling it because they were afraid of the dangers his presence. Um, oh, the heckler's veto. Yeah, the yeah, we use the heckler's so, veto, right? We say we can't yeah, keep you so, safe, so we I, cancel I, you. Yeah, I, and I think that that was in 2018, 2019. My, my years might be off there, but I know that happened there. So, like you said, they they never really had free speech. It was always the you know, preferred speech or the speech that they wanted that they kind of um, you know allowed to happen. But if you objected to it, then you were kind of persona non grata. Yeah, well said, my friend. Well said. Follow him on Twitter at Chris W. Tremo. Chris Jamalier, Washington Examiner. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Philadelphia Zone. We'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate it. Have a good day. You too, buddy. And tomorrow is our big live show at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. I'm so excited, aren't you? I'm super excited to be there, and I hope you'll join us. Uh, Let's go out in style. Let's go out with a bang, you know, last show of the year. Here's what you do. Uh, Just come. That's it. You don't need a reservation. You don't need a ticket. Just come to the live show. The Grand Hotel is truly, truly at a beautiful, wonderful, amazing place. And it's a place you can take the kids to. So here's what I want you to think about, all right? I want you to think about the Grand Hotel splash package that they have for the family. This is a great package because the kids are going to love the beautiful indoor heated pool and the hot tub. They're going to love the game room. They're going to love Hemingway's restaurant. And you are going to love the savings. And the fact that when the kids are on winter break, you're going to be able to do something really, really fun with them. And that's what you do with the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. By the way, my kids love breakfast at Hemingway's. I've talked a lot about about, uh, the dinners there and the wonderful food that they have and the amazing specials. But uh, they also have great, great breakfast. The kids absolutely love them. So that's why this, this splash package is so good for you and your family. You can take the kids there. You can enjoy yourself and have a lot of fun at my happy place, the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. Now, always book direct with them for the best rates, all right? You want to do that, go always book direct with them for the best rates, and you will see exactly what I've seen, which is the wonderful care that they take with each and every one of their guests. They really do appreciate you being there and that shows every single day so go to grandhotelcapemay.com today and see their packages grandhotelcapemay.com they also have a big new year's package coming up this thing is complete with everything breakfast dinners champagne toast full dinner on new year's eve night oh it's going to be a lot of fun in the fifth floor ballroom where we will be live tomorrow for our show all right so i don't want you to miss it i don't want you to miss out make sure you join us tomorrow and just just a quick reminder when you take advantage of this splash package, the holiday family splash package, you stay two or more nights, you're going to save 15% off room rates. That's right. And you're going to get a complimentary breakfast. You stay three or four nights, you're going to get, or five, I'm sorry, let me, let me do that again. I'm sorry. If you <laughs> let's do this again, holiday splash packages include complimentary breakfast. When you stay two or more nights, stay three or four nights and save 10% off regular rates. Book five or more nights and save 15% off room rates valid from December 22nd through December 28th. All right. So it's going to be a great package for you. And I want to see you there. The Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey, grandhotelcapemay.com. Thanks for listening to the Seoli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. 
All right, Section 1512. Everybody's talking about it today. You heard about it first last night with me. That's right. Welcome back to our fourth and final hour on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It is me, Rich, with you, 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. This time tomorrow, we'll be wrapping up our fourth and final hour at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. I want you to be there with us live in person. It's going to be a great night and a lot of fun. All right? It's going to be a great time and a lot of fun. Uh, Philadelphia and Pennsylvania grocery stores are raising prices faster than anywhere else in the United States. So we got that, which is going, which is nice, right? This is nice. Philadelphians spend more than $400 a year on groceries than Richmond, Virginia shoppers. Our, Our cost of living in this area of the country is some of the highest in the country. No question about it. But as we all deal with that, we realize something that is an absolute truth. And that absolute truth is that these prices are affecting everybody and people are blaming Joe Biden for that. In the last 12 months, Pennsylvania had the largest increase in grocery prices than any other state in the United States, according to Consumer Affairs. The National Consumer Research and Advocacy Platform looked at prices in the state and they concluded they raised by 8.2% since last year, more than the nationwide price increase of 5.3%. The report doesn't stop there either. The Philadelphia region is the metro area with the highest grocery price increase in the country. This comes at a time when prices for all goods in the region have risen in the past few years. The Inquirer recently reported that local grocery prices skyrocketed to 24, skyrocketed by 24% since 2020. Now, the state with the lowest price increase is Colorado, where it's always sunny in Colorado. And it really is. They get a lot of sunshine out there. It's cold, they get snow, but then the sun shines. It's great. Colorado, Utah, that whole, that whole part of the country. Ah, oh, I love it out there. Colorado only saw grocery prices rise by 2.9%. So to put that into perspective, Pennsylvania shoppers are going to spend nearly $500 more per year on groceries than shoppers in Colorado. Colorado shoppers even saw prices drop for certain goods like grains, beans, and pasta. Only 250 miles south of Philadelphia is Richmond, Virginia, the metro area with the lowest grocery price increase. This is from the Philadelphia Inquirer, by the way. Richmond shoppers will spend $427 less than Philadelphia area shoppers for the same groceries. And while prices for pre-made grocery meals rose by 5% in Philly, they dropped by 2% in Richmond. The metropolitan areas that experienced the largest price increases over the last 12 months, Philadelphia, Albany, New York, Syracuse, New York, Baltimore, and Boston. Now, let's think about that, those top five cities, right? Philly, Albany, Syracuse, Baltimore, Boston. Of those, the only state that is a swing state in 2024 is, is, is Pennsylvania. Massachusetts, lost. New York, lost. Maryland, eh, mostly lost. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we have a shot at winning again. Philadelphia, the largest price increase, 7.4% in our, in our region of Philly, right? You, you don't think that's going to be something that affects people? You don't think that that's something that's leaning on people very heavily? Something that is making people really think about this president, this economy, and everything that's going on? And the doddering old feeble old man? And just thinking back to what things were like when, where in the back of your mind you're going, I don't care. Things were better. Things just were better back then. What happened? And what happened? How did we get, how did, how did this go so wrong, right? How did this go so wrong? And a big part of the reason why is that um, 
the left is trying to remake this country. And I, and I, I, had, I had a conversation with somebody about this earlier this morning, and they were going on, they hate Trump, they hate him, they can't stand him, can't the Republicans pick anybody else, and blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, here's the, here's the deal. People like his policies. Right? It doesn't matter if they like him or not, they like his policies, and that's why he's going to be the nominee. And they said, well, what about moderate Republicans? I said, well, he's winning in moderate states like California. We have moderate Republicans, allegedly. Although, although the definition of a moderate primary voter these days is so distorted, but whatever. The point is that it's the policies stupid. It's the policies stupid. And people that voted against him in 2020 because they didn't like his tweets or they didn't like his hair or they didn't like how we talked about people, they're all regretting that fact now when they've got to spend all of this money on things. And why is this happening like this? It's because the left is trying to re-engineer this country and they are spending money that future generations don't even have. They are trying to remake everything. And not just in America, but across the world. They had the COP28 summit, you know, hosted in Dubai. Dubai loves the oil. Oh, it's delicious oil. Sweet, tasty, crude. And they had the uh, COP28 conference there in Dubai. And the thing about it is that while that was happening, Biden's administration is going on about ending coal forever, mandating green vehicles, green energy, all of it forever. Here is uh, Prince Charles back before he became King Charles in an address to Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum. The green money from COVID represents unprecedented opportunity to rethink things. The current pandemic has brought unimaginable devastation to people's lives, livelihoods, and national economies. At the same time, the green recovery represents an unprecedented opportunity to rethink and reset the ways in which we live and do business. Now, I've long believed that we need a shift in our economic model that places nature and the world's transition to net zero at the heart of how we operate, mm. prioritizing the pursuit of sustainable, inclusive growth in the decades to come. Having uh, been championing climate action now for the last, I don't know, I suppose, 40 years, yes. I can tell you Your that this isn't brain. a fight for the faint-hearted. No, no, However, no, no. Increasingly, we are seeing more mm. and more businesses, investors and consumers prioritizing sustainability and thus creating a... How sustainable is his mansion, out of curiosity? How sustainable is the fleet of Range Rovers and Land Rovers that shuttle the royal family around? Out of curiosity, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm just, I'm, again, I'm asking for a friend. Asking for a friend who hates the friggin' royal family, you bunch of inbreds, because you burnt down the White House. I don't care what you have to say. But I do think it's important to think about the re-engineering of America and the world and what they want to accomplish, what the progressive left is trying to do. And they do a lot of it through the, v, through the lens of, yes, climate change. Correct, exactly. You win a prize. Climate change. That's what they do as their re-engineering society platform. We have to save the world, you understand? Scooby-Doo. And sustainable futures for all. Much more virtuous That's circle of supply and demand. By leveraging market forces and the immense resources of the private sector. What, what, what leveraging market forces? You guys try to control market forces by forcing people what to buy and by restricting their freedom to buy things you don't want them to buy. 
they're not market forces. That's government control over things. If you tell me I can't buy a gas-powered vehicle, that's not a market force. That's, that's the government getting in the way. If you start subsidizing all these EVs, guess what? That's the government getting in the way. That's not market forces, jackass. I'm sorry, king jackass. I don't want to be disrespectful. King, your royal jackassness. I mean, he's no king like Phil Murphy's a king. His royal rugness, King Philip the Unaccountable. But King Charles is definitely a close second. There is hope that we can transform the situation. But But. I'm afraid we Mm. are literally at the last hour. Uh, And there is real urgency for action. The last hour. We know now what we have to do to Mm. rescue the situation. Rather than going on talking about it. Mm. Yes. Yes, uh, we are the last hour. The last hour, you see. Then the world will end and we will all die and we're all dead. Uh, The phony climate promise of COP28. This is from the Wall Street Journal a few days ago. Don't believe the hype that governments are phasing out fossil fuels. The COP28 climate confab in Dubai didn't end with white smoke on Wednesday, but Biden climate envoy John Kerry is nonetheless singing hallelujah after nearly 200 countries agreed to transition from fossil fuels. The point of the deal is to preserve the West's illusion that its climate policies are accomplishing something. China and oil-producing countries refuse to sign onto an agreement committing to phase-out fossil fuels. But John Kerry and European leaders insisted that governments at the United Nations summit demonstrate a common purpose to reduce CO2 emissions. The deal they agreed has all the force and idealism of the 1928 Kellogg-Brand-Pacted Outlawed War. The deal calls for transitioning away from fossil fuels and energy systems in just in a just, orderly, and equitable manner, accelerating action in this critical decade. This just transition isn't binding and isn't defined. It won't stop China from building more coal plants or the United Arab Emirates, Dubai, for drilling for more oil. The Organization of the Petroleum Exporting Countries, OPEC, projects that oil demand will grow 10.6%. Between 2022 and 2028, and nothing in the agreement is likely to change the forecast. The deal calls for a tripling of renewable energy capacity by 2030, but countries will still need fossil fuels to back up solar and wind. Hmm, imagine that. Imagine that they need those things, right? I know, I know. There is a um, bill in New Jersey, by the way, and as part of the, the speedy energy transition that New Jersey is trying to accomplish with the other king, His Royal Highness King Philip the Unaccountable, the Clean Energy Act of 2023 would require New Jersey electric utilities to procure enough qualified clean electricity to supply 100% of annual electricity consumed by 2035. Now, there's no way they can do that without sending our money out of state, obviously. But they can't have an all-clean environment. That's why these oil projections are what they are. You know that and I know that. And the thing is, they know that too. And most importantly, Dubai knows that, which is why Dubai was just cashing in on the whole thing. They're like, hey, listen, we'll serve you canopies, canopies, and uh, we're happy to host you. But this whole thing is a scam. You know it. I know it. We all know it. Listen, Omaha Steaks is the absolute best. It is the best American-made right from the heartland, baby. Five generations, America's oldest butcher. And now is the time for you to think of everybody on your list and get them the delicious, amazing flavor of Omaha Steaks. OmahaSteaks.com. And when you check out, you click on the promo code, you put in my name, Zioli, you get $30 off your order. 
There's so many packages already uh, created for you, but you can make your own. And there's something for everybody on your list. So think about your clients, your boss, your father, your son, your husband, you. Think about everybody on your list and say, I'm going to take advantage of saving 30 bucks and the already 50% off site-wide sale that's going on at omahasteaks.com. This is real quality stuff. The steaks are perfectly aged for 28 days because that is the sweet spot, baby. Those low energy steaks you get at the grocery store, they're not aged for 28 days. Stop it already. Come on. This is real stuff. Premium American made and guaranteed. The best guarantee in the business. So for everybody on your list, think about it. You can do surf and turf packages. You can do classic steak lovers packages. There's even easy to prepare comfort meals and full holiday dinners as well. Desserts, side dishes, entrees, appetizers, it's all there for you. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Zioli. Save an extra $30 off. Minimum order may be required. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Zioli. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.